And when I say listen to silence, keep watching what your mind does. It seeks out stillness and it feels for that moment that even with these things, there's that stillness and that, that peaceful quiet. You're listening to Find the Good News, Episode 64, The Ocean and the Shore, featuring Mary Vaughn. Find the Good News is produced by Parker Brand Creative Services, a branding agency that thinks sideways, pushes forward, and gets your brand up. See what else we do at parkerbrandup.com. Thanks for tuning in to Find the Good News. In this episode, I'm sharing my lovely conversation with Mary Vaughn. Mary's doing a good work in the classroom and acting as an agent of positive change that I feel is much needed. I'm so thankful that she said yes, and I'm certain that you'll believe in her mission when you're done listening. Next week, we launch episode 65. This episode will feature the first of our Beacon series, which will feature conversations with good people doing good works in communities far from the space that I would traditionally call home. In episode 65, I get to share my conversation with former senior Border Patrol agent Jen Budd. Jen left the Border Patrol in 2001 and has since evolved into an immigrant rights activist. What she shares isn't conjecture. It comes from real-world experience and provides perspectives from actual eyes on the ground. She was gracious with her time, and I think you'll get a lot from her signal. The week after that, I share my conversation with Dave Evans, chef and owner of Luna in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and the man that kicked off ChuckFest. Dave really peels back the canopy and invited me into his universe. I really enjoyed myself in that space, and I can't wait to share it with you. I'm putting all my love and effort into the Good News mission, and I hope you found something that helps you or touches you as you interact with this passion project. If you want to help me on this mission, visit patreon.com slash findthegoodnews. For $3.33 a month, you'll continue to enjoy the Good News signal while helping me send it out to even more ears than before. Plus, you'll get access to the patrons-only podcast, The B-Sides. If you're into sneak peeks into the minds of the team that brings you the good news, then this Patreon package is for you. That link is patreon.com slash findthegoodnews. I really do thank you for your support. There's nothing else to say. It's time to center yourself, cycle up your breathing, lower your heart rate, let thoughts and emotions arrive, then kindly leave. Now. Press play on a little good news. Breathing, such a simple action, often taken for granted, yet such an amazing tool to bring us back to an awareness of the present moment. It's easy to get caught in a half-life between the regrets of the past or the fears of the future, thoughts cleaved by clinging to one or the other. In the middle lies a state of healing calm, waiting with refreshment ready to heal the sufferings of the past and soothe the anxious waiting future by bringing both into the pooling fold of the eternal now. In a culture driven quite mad with the incessant and aggressive longing to pull tomorrow into today ever faster, it is easy to lose awareness and mindfulness, forgetting the blessed and always present breath, the gift of all living beings that can bring us home. This is the blessing and great charity that Mary Vaughn is bringing into classrooms to children, reminding them of the precious gift of a calmer present. This is why I asked her to visit with me on Find the Good News. 
Mary brought a gift of incense and calming presence to the right round table, and I found her even manner of conversation very relaxing, and it put me at ease. Her sharing reminded me again that many times the right people are placed in just so particular positions, equipped with life experiences, training, and developed skills that uniquely align with the ailments of the world. As a father that is raising children in a world filled to burst with fear and anxiety signals, I always keep a keen eye out for the helpers that arrive, using their days as living, breathing beings to show us a better, healthier, happier way. As a yoga practitioner and instructor, she has found great value in mindfulness meditation exercises, and she puts right effort into sharing those lessons with children the human race's great hope. She shows them the practical application of meditation, the value it brings to their young lives, and offers them a door to the precious present that is as near as their next inhalation. Breathe in, dear friends. Breathe out. Wake up, it's morning. You're dreaming up a story I can hear the way it's going. Cause you're laughing in your sleep On the path to your deliverance In a holy wall of light Pouring through your window Old news, bad news, fake news Sometimes you just want to shut it all down And get no news at all With Find the Good News, I aim to change that By focusing on good people doing good work I visit with artists, educators, civic and spiritual leaders Musicians, business owners, students, volunteers And everyday citizens who are using their creativity, resources and talents To bring hope and happiness to their corner of the world In each episode, I dig into the hearts and minds of my extraordinary guests We have street-level conversations about relatable things going on in their lives. Discover the critical life experiences that shape them, the perspectives that drive them, and the fundamental beliefs that are anchoring them to a path of goodness. There's a lot of news in the world. My name is Oren Parker, and I'm going to find the good. with mindfulness in education is is progressing because it's progressive because it is progressing us it's moving us forward it is yeah what where does that start for you so i never thought i'd be a public school teacher yeah and when my son was born later in life i was a full-time yoga teacher in austin texas and i was like what am i going to do you know now i have this child and I want to spend as much time as I can with him so his first few years I could and I had a choice I said okay with his school years what am I going to do so I taught English in college that was my first official job out of out of uh, a grad program so I had teaching experience and did some you know yoga teaching which was totally different kind of yeah uh, feel altogether uh-huh. so i was like i don't know if i could teach kids i'm so used to teaching adults right um so i went back to school for secondary education when he was about four he was about to be four and uh, got my master's of arts and teaching 
got right in easily into a position. They had a position open for him, a place open for him in the school. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa. I grew up going to Catholic school. Yeah. And small environment. Where where did you grow up? Going to here in Lake Charles. Charles? Yeah. Uh, So I went to St. Margaret's, went to St. Louis. So I was really taken aback by that amount of stress. Mm. Um, The kid, I could feel it from the kids. I could feel it from the staff. The um, there was a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. When I made that transition, uh, right away, probably, partly I did it for myself and the other half for the students in front of me. There was a moment about six months into teaching, it's like, okay, we need to stop. You know, just put your stuff aside for now. And if you're okay with closing your eyes, do it. If you don't want to, you don't have to close your eyes. But, and I, you know, guided them through three cycles of breath. Just uh-huh, take okay. a deep, just like I would when I would start a yoga class. Yeah, and the immediate feedback from them was all inspiring. Really, just to go silent together. Yeah, and be in that space and feel. You know, stop thinking and doing, but feel and be for a moment. And my classroom experience transformed, you know, from that moment on. Um, how we related to each other, how we could connect. And I, I lived in Massachusetts for a while where um, the school district there has mindfulness in school programs. Well, I was there in 2006, 2007. So I started to research six years ago when I started public school and said, okay, they're doing it here. They're doing it over here on the West Coast. Look at the UK, that kind of blew up. There was a New York Times not that long ago in an article, 350 schools now are actually doing research-based practice, observation of mindfulness techniques with students on their campuses. And I'm I'm going to release a big report at the end of the year. And when I was doing research, I was like, well, look, you know, you got these great places like Harvard and Yale and Berkeley um, studying the effects on grades, on behavior, on staff. And so it's it's growing. And as an educator in Louisiana, I know I personally get a little tired of hearing us being last Mm. in categories. Right, right. When the students, that's not my experience in the classroom. Yeah. my students succeed. They're, um, for the most part, excited to learn and right. engaged. And I'm like, why, why do we keep falling there? You mm-hmm. know? And I work with great teachers. Yeah, <laughs> and, so what's, what's going on? Yeah, and, and I visited other schools. Um, I worked in LaGrange even. And, you know, there's awesome things going on. So I was inspired just to do my part in what it would take to create a, a, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like a, a, this culture of, you know, we, we're trained on how to observe bullying, for example. Okay. And this process on what we need to do to report it. 
and that got me thinking too these past six years like okay so how do you shift from focusing on the behavior you don't want (laughs) yeah right right okay yeah how about we focus on those behaviors that create connection engagement right um it's amazing how engaged they are when we take three minutes just three minutes each class period to connect to the breath Mm -hmm. completely engaged in this that a lot of we often will take uh, for granted throughout the day sure yeah so the students are the ones who keep inspiring me this year i've decided to this is the first year that I got direct support from administrators over the summer. They paid for me to take a Calm Classroom uh, program that's designed designed specifically for high school. You get a little manual mm-hmm. with instructions. If you've never done it, you can just read the script you know, yeah, to lead right. them through different techniques. Focused on the breath primarily. Focused on positive affirmations right. using the breath. Yeah. They even send you a nice Woodstock chime to use. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, uh, they actually do. They actually provide that as do. a resource. Okay, yeah. wow, that's surprising. I'm yeah. actually shocked. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was a, it's a, created by a couple from the Northeast, you know, who did it in their rooms and saw the transformation. Yeah. So this year is a little different in that I've got that direct support beyond just me and my class, mm-hmm. me and my students. It's it's growing and. They notice the difference. Yeah, Miss Vaughn doesn't have isn't sending kids to the office. What's right, going on in there? Right, right. <laughs> you know? Why she does teach this one and that one and that one? You know, and right. They're not coming to. They're not getting sent out. So I've um, gotten very committed to. So there were times these past five years that I let busyness get in the way. I let the schedule. I let the the emails with the tasks to add to the day. They just pile up certain times of year more than others. And I would, uh, we don't have time for it today, but Miss Vaughn, can we breathe? Please, we'll breathe, you know? Yeah, on your and, own, right, right. It's yeah. Not, it wasn't a set time. So this year, no. Like, no matter what. Making time. We're doing it. Yeah. yeah that It's a commitment. And how long of a time are we talking about? I mean. Two and a half to three minutes. Wow, such a small amount. I mean, not. I'm not. I don't mean that in a bad way either. I mean, mm-hmm. that's incredible that such a small amount. Mm-hmm. And how many of us adults are guilty of not having two or three minutes mm-hmm. a day? Yeah. You know, I mean, even I'm. I'm guilty. I mean, I'm a believer mm-hmm. in that, and I'm still guilty because I'm part part victim of the world. You know, yeah. that we live in to some degree, and then the other part is just the awareness of going, okay, I have to, just like I take vitamins in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, I have to remind myself I've got to do these certain things mm-hmm. or my mental health and wellness and peace all just kind of gets nibbled at. Totally. Till it's gone. So there is a selfish aspect to it because... I teach seven hours a day. I get to do it seven times. Ah, right. <laughs> Where right. some of my students only see me, but they're already providing feedback that blows my mind mm. about them doing it at home, yeah. about how it transforms their relationship with their family members, their wow. siblings. I've stopped fighting with my siblings. You know, when really? I want so they're to. Re- so they're resting back in their breath. Yeah. In these, that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, That's really awesome. Oh, yeah. Their feedback, because um, before I went to talk to Amy at KPLC a few weeks ago, I had them provide written free, uh, feedback if they wanted, and many of them wanted to share. And it goes beyond what we do in the room. Yeah. And um, as a meditation practitioner, I know that. You know, I know that my own personal practice extends way beyond those 10 minutes, those 15 minutes, yeah. those retreats, even, you know, the... It goes into how I can be in the world and be with my family. Mm-hmm. So watching the the students go, oh, yeah. that's where it's at. <laughs> yeah, and it's not out here; it's right here. inside your yeah. And um, yeah, so they go, wow. Well, what an interesting component because I I have this conversation a lot with different people and I I think back on my education experience you know being in high school or what my children go through uh, and I say go through I don't mean that in a bad way but you know they come home and I see things in them that I go man if we could only just change this if there was if there was a mental health component to Mm -hmm. education and we teach children all these things, you know, we teach them math, we teach them science, we teach them history, we teach them reading, we Mm -hmm. teach them writing. And somewhere in that, I think we maybe assume that the teacher is instilling life skills and that, that does happen. I mean, I learned life skills from teachers, Mm -hmm. but we don't always know what those may be Mm -hmm. and to what, you know, I guess penetration they're actually having. Yeah. And and then I thought back to junior high school and I thought, well, we had health. And so in health there was maybe like even a sex light sex education mm-hmm. component. And I just have to, after thinking about it all these years, I that and, and seeing we're finally, I guess, having conversations in our society about mental health on the reg, you know, now. Yes. It, yeah. it, which is good. But we're dealing with uh the the result and not the cause mm-hmm. so often you know we're dealing with you know 17 18 19 30 40 year olds who have severe coping problems with coping mental health issues you know suicide's a real problem mm-hmm. in our society and i think where could where where is this coming from you know there's so there's the pace is faster we're not making time for mental health yeah. but where could we catch this at and i think you know School seems to be the right place. Mm-hmm. You know, if we had a component like that, not just even talking about bullying, you mentioned bu- mentioned bullying, mm-hmm. you know, that's a real problem. Mm-hmm. But we need, I've, I've always felt because I have had children who've been bullied and I was bullied myself. We need more than just a, 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 a bullying day or a bullying week. Mm-hmm. That doesn't do it. We yeah. need like an ongoing message yeah. not just posters around the school right. saying be a be a buddy not a bully you know yeah. I mean, i'm not making fun of those efforts no, they are efforts good. but yeah. mindfulness things like that we need i really do believe some sort of component that that those kids are getting on the reg and i always wonder and because i've listened to some conversations about mindfulness and meditation because i've seen other schools do that but there is a little bit of blowback sometimes from the religious aspect of it because people some people see that as um a sneaky way to sneak to uh to dethrone the the religion of the land if that was Mm -hmm. the right way to say that yeah and and i've seen that blowback a few times it's because meditation or mindfulness gets tagged into you know eastern religions yes yeah uh and 
it's like, oh, but no, we, we can't do that because it's associated with that. When really, if you take all the religious aspects out of it, it's just good, healthy practices. Oh, yeah. I guess where I'm getting at is I wonder what your thoughts on are, are on that about implementing this type of thing, not just in three minutes, but actually having classes that what do mm-hmm. you think about that do you think that would be something that we do you have feelings like that where you think yeah yeah and um going back to that that religious element possible blowback i let that get in my way mm. that i won't say it's a story because that assumes that it might not be true but i think there's some of that but um because of what you mentioned about the level of um, the need for mental health to be addressed in our society, people feeling it, people suffering, people watching their loved ones suffer. Right. The positive part of this is that there's this waking up to, well, we got to take better care of ourselves and each other. Yeah. And how are we going to do that? Because we we thought we were doing it by A, B, C. Mm-hmm. And it's often about doing, right? right? Doing things for somebody doing. Right. What if we tried just being? Yeah. You know, and um, when I first began practicing mindfulness techniques in yoga in 1998, it was the yoga center was brand new in Lake Charles mm-hmm. and it was um, my mom's friend who, who ran that I was at a point in grad school where I'm like if I don't do something about my health now mm. I've already got real problems and I appear on the outside to be a healthy you know, twenty late 20s person here but there's some real internal things going on mm-hmm. and when I took that first class and just, it, yeah, the movement was great and everything, but I was blown away by the last posture, Shavasana, mm-hmm. the corpse pose where you just lay there yeah, and you just let go and you just let go and you just let go and you just be. Mm. And there's no, it's a place of no labels. You know, even ideas, beliefs, values, yeah. those, I can let those rest back there, those inherited ideas, uh, the past, the, the future, let it go. You know, there's so much more than just the physical body. And it was profound, so profound that after we did our little short closing meditation, I asked her, "Could I? can I stay for the second class? Because <laughs> <laughs> right. I felt home. I felt at home. Yeah. I felt for the first time. And I grew up in a very healthy, loving household all my needs were met emotionally physically psychologically lots of support and even in that just trying to like be an adult (laughs) in america um and trying to achieve and in um trying to figure it all out yeah it was it was chipping away at me sure high blood pressure already yeah the form of ulcers like no no so committing to that practice changed everything for me and um, I think in education when 
I think of the teachers when we're small, right? And they, they tell us, okay, sit still and listen. And I hadn't been taught how to do that until I went to a class and the teacher focused on that skill and what it what it felt like. And I could ask questions and and there's a real technique. There's a real learning around it. Sure. I mean, we're always, listen, okay, be quiet, listen. And that is such a core of learning, to be able to be still, be open. You know, in education, you hear this term, the open mindset. (laughs) You know, that's (laughs) the learning. You know, want to close mindset, open. Same thing, right? So um, if I could bring a little bit of that, even if it's three students in a room of 22, this is great, you know, that they're going, oh, wow, I see how this applies to so much more than being in this English classroom. Yeah. You know, this is, um, I feel good, you know, I feel, <laughs> uh, one even explained, she said, Miss Vaughn, um, after we breathe, and it was only a couple of weeks into the school year, she's like, after we did our breathing, actually, while we're doing it, she said, I, I started to get tears in my eyes, hmm. and she said, "I want to." It felt so good because it wasn't sad, it wasn't mad, like I'm so used to feeling. Mm-hmm. They just it just happened, and I felt good inside. Hmm. But then immediately my mind started to go, "Oh my God, they're going to see me crying!" <laughs> you yeah, know, she's, right, and right. she laughed about it. She had a sense of humor. And I said, yeah, you know, and I said, you, this is what it is. We're just feeling. Yeah. And, and then isn't that great that you noticed your mind went there? Yeah. I mean, that, I'm, I love that you shared that because mm-hmm. I, I think about that quite often. Or, I mean, I, I'm, I've, I, I have no problem sharing tenderness with people. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's important yeah. to do, to show vulnerability and um, feeling just what you just said i mean sometimes i think that's hard to convey i like that i love that story because she didn't know what it was and then in fact we so we so often equate tears with like sympathy or pain Mm -hmm. but so often they're just feeling i kind of had an experience like that the other morning i was down on the gulf coast and Mm -hmm. i love that feeling it's like euphoria it's like um I don't want to, I don't, I almost don't even want to tag it. Just like uh, that. Yeah. I go, this is just uh, being encased in like a heart. Mm-hmm. That's all you become for a little bit and you feel everything. Yeah. So that's yeah. a, a range of all that stuff and tears come, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful thing. You feel kind of like what you were describing, I guess, where the identity of yourself sort of begins to melt away and these yeah. things that you're clinging to that you've drawn to yourself i always think of it like as an electromagnet at that a junkyard <laughs> you know you see these pictures in these junkyards where this big electromagnet goes down yeah. and when it comes up it's got like three old busted cars stuck <laughs> to it but if you turn the power off it just drops yeah. those cars and swings free <laughs> yes yeah and so i guess it's analogy kind yeah, of like feels that. like that like oh i've yeah. let go of this junk that's yeah. just stuck to me for a minute yeah you know? yeah we get charged up and we draw things to ourselves that aren't necessarily us and we begin to identify with them and we can't feel mm-hmm. or we're feeling, but it's all encased. I think sometimes like in this weird coarse shell. Yeah. So then when a kid feels that I see that in my son, I'll tell you a little mm-hmm. story. 
and I don't want to derail our conversation, but we have this, uh, I'll, me and my buddy coined it treasure wood. Like I didn't have any trees in my yard, but I loved campfires. And mm-hmm. so we had a space in our yard. So what I would do in the fall is I'd go ride around and people who had old trees that they were just cutting things down. I would just take the wood they'd put on the side of the road. It would, wouldn't be great wood mm-hmm. for like inside a house, but for yeah. a campfire, it was great. And uh, so we, I would go home and split the wood and stack it up by our fire pit. Well, there was this one particular uh, log that the way it was cut, it looked like a pair of boys underwear, like on an underwear model, you know, right. like that area. And so we kept it and we sit on it, but it looks like literally like the two thighs and everything. It's kind of funny. So we call it boy shorts. Yeah. And so for years and years, boy shorts sat out there. But because it was, you know, it stays out in the weather, it eventually had become sort of moldy and rotten. And I guess in my mind, I didn't, I hadn't attached like any feeling to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I put it there and we gave it a name. And so last year I was kind of going through some of the older wood and I was like, it's really kind of time. I need to split this. It's rotten. Mm-hmm. And I started splitting it. And my little boy just he walked out and he saw and he just started weep i mean really like weeping and i was like oh god what's wrong and he was like i just he couldn't really verbalize it but it had to do with him his his memories of that fire were attached to that yeah and those were like it was this weird tender moments for him and it was good moments it was like joy i think and happiness and being with his family and i i really i felt like i had killed something i really did mm-hmm. like i i stopped immediately and i was like i'm so sorry and i hugged him and and we cried together mm-hmm. and i realized what it was his heart was open and he had his life was there yeah the things yeah. that mattered to him were you know in that it, it was almost like it become a sacred thing mm-hmm. and here i was just you know recklessly dashing it and uh and i told my wife after that i said well this is going to stay here till it dissolves on its own yeah (laughs) because his life it's a part of his life he sees there's more in this old log than for him and it's not tangible i can't Mm -hmm. i can't i can't quantify it by our normal standards you know yeah so anyway i guess what i'm I'm saying all that to mean that i think it's valuable to allow Mm -hmm. kids to experience feeling like that oh yeah yeah And, and how and teach them to carry that not just in their childhood, but into their adult life. So often, I think it gets beat out of us as kids. And I'm happy, I know it. I'm helpless. Sorry for interrupting the conversation, but I have something I need to tell you about. You may or may not know this, but this podcast is produced in the city of Sulphur, Louisiana, one of the sister cities that make up Southwest Louisiana. All of my childhood memories are wrapped up in the city of Sulphur. It's my home, and it's been a good home for most of my life. There is a growing diversity of unique businesses, services, and events in Sulphur, each with a rich and colorful story to tell about their particular place in this little jewel on the west side of the Calcasieu River. My mission is to promote good news, to put a positive signal out in the world. That's why my team at Parker Brand Creative Services has created the new brand, Sulphur Today. Here's how it works. Post your sulfur event, service, photos, videos, or information using the hashtag SulfurToday. That's it. My team and I will scan and curate those posts through the social media platforms we've put in place. Before you make your post, just type hashtag 
That's a pound sign for the folks that don't know what a hashtag is. And the words, sulfur today with no space. My team at Parker Brand is monitoring this tag right now, and they're ready to create positive digital curb appeal for our city by sharing all the very best sulfur has to offer through the Sulfur Today social media pages. As the Sulfur Today project grows, we will be scheduling interviews and video sessions with businesses, events, and services so they can tell their story of Sulfur Today in a series of ongoing micro-documentaries. Look for the eye-catching Sulfur Today sign when you're out and about, and be ready. We may be stopping by to visit you for a photo op. And don't forget to stop by the Parker Brand Creative Services Studio in Sulphur to grab a Sulphur Today decal for your vehicle or business. We want people visiting our area to know that they can find all the wonderful things we have to offer with ease and be a part of our history by utilizing the Sulphur Today pages or by searching the Sulphur Today hashtag. Do you want to help us tell the story of Sulphur Today? Here's what I need you to do right now. Visit and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash sulfur today. And be sure to share positive sulfur information and post often using the hashtag sulfur today. Now, back to find the good news. Well, yeah, and you know, that bullying issue that so much attention has been put on, you know, we think, what a, what does the what do they need, you know, and what do we all need? And mm-hmm. it's really the same for teenagers, especially because I love to study, read, you know, I'm not a scientist by any means, but I, I love studies of brain changes, especially mm. in the teen years and the effects, you know, uh, good things, how that affects the brain. So I'm always like, I love pictures of it, you know, articles that I can understand. Um, so studying the brain changes so much in the teenage years and at the core though you know we we all have this one longing this one need and it's it is from the heart you know and it is about connecting um to one another so i think from the perspective of someone who may be um lashing out you know in an aggressive way they have the same needs you know as someone who may be trying to hide in the corner, not get called on. Uh, they want to be seen for who they really are. Yeah. They also want to understand and know who they really are. Yeah. So providing moments like that to, we're, we're all the same. When we stop and breathe, we're breathing the same air. You know, it's, it's, it is um, inspiration, it is, um, we let it in, we let it go, we share it. Right. <laughs> it's it's Inspiration. everywhere. Inspiration, you're yeah. right, that's right. And so if we can soften or, you know, around those hearts of those who are just for whatever reason, trauma, you know, et cetera, that creates behaviors that, you know, I see them more and more as I spend time with teens, like, what they would truly need, mm. you know, and um, and it it could be done just like that. Yeah, you know, I I'll see it. Students who want to kind of push the power struggle, and when they realize really quick that I'm not playing that with them, yeah, they we soften and we look at each other, you know, yeah, for who you are. Right. Like I see you, you see me. 
Yeah. And all that other stuff just starts to melt away. You see, yeah. you see the common thing that binds you versus mm-hmm. the things that divide you. Yeah. So they don't do those behaviors yeah. in, in, in the room. Um, or if they happen, they're, they, uh, fizzle out very quickly. Yeah. You know, um, with, with the mindful practices, students are starting to, they'll honor their differences. This is great, you know, to be a unique individual, but then that also feeling where we're the same, Yeah. you know, and, um, back to the, that spiritual aspect, um, that, that potential backlash from someone who looks at this as, uh, you know, some kind of, um, you know, uh, a religious-based practice, right. which we know, no, you got a body, you breathe. Right, right. It's about bringing that awareness, um, slowing down, right. Um, taking care of the self, taking care of each other. So this not bound by any religion or dogma. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I I let that. I won't say fear, but almost a hesitation of. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this because yeah. I don't want anyone to misinterpret that. Right, right. And when I finally let that go, I just, you know, I let it go and started asking. Yeah. Or started putting it out there, like asking my principal about, hey, I'm interested in taking this course this summer. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Okay. Applying for the grant, um, becoming a finalist, and, and getting the feedback that of the grant proposals from teachers yeah. congratulations thank on that, you by the way. they were like this one's different yeah i like it yeah. <laughs> you know and and this is a a big group of very um uh, a traditional group of beautiful southern ladies you know right um that are going oh um you know and i made sure to explain these are the benefits there see there's nothing um it, what what is happening is very simple, you know. It's as, about us getting quiet, listening inwardly, and feeling the breath. Well, I mean, in a world <laughs> that has become ever increasingly devoid of quiet, mm-hmm. we need that. We know we need it. Yeah, and we do. I mean, I, I sense it all the time in myself. I mean, I the word I've used, unfortunately, I, I kind of caught myself at a journaling exercise uh, recently with some other people is that I I steal my quiet time uh, from places that I think no one wants, Mm -hmm. you know, the morning Mm -hmm. because, because while, and it's, it's like while others sleep, I can go steal that time. Mm -hmm. And and the word I was using was steal. And I'm trying to change that in myself to where I don't think of it that way as stealing the quiet. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I, I need to, reframe that for myself because I know I need it, but I feel desperate by the time I, I get to it. Mm -hmm. I do take the time, but it's out of, I guess being in the, it's like a feeling of being in the desert and thirsty Mm -hmm. and I'm sure. And what's, what's the reason I say it that way is because I imagine that that's what probably a lot of us, not just children feel like desperate, but we don't know what we're desperate for. And then when we get yeah. that quiet, it's like, oh, this was what it was. Yes. Yeah. That was this it. is all, it, this is all it was is a place. Somebody years ago, we went camping out in Kasachi back when you could go actually go out and camp out at Longleaf Vista. Have you ever been out there? Yes. And so you know Beautiful. what I'm talking about. Yes. I mean, you can really get away, mm-hmm. but we were camping out there 
uh, and it was night, and you, know, you could see the see the stars so clear. But we could we heard a train, you know, and you feel like you're isolated out there. Mm-hmm. And my friend that was with me said, "Wow, even out here, you just can't escape the noises mm-hmm. of the modern world, even way out here." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah," I mean, he, and he said to me, "He goes, how far away from the modern world do you have to get?" To where you don't actually hear a sign or see a sign of the noise, mm-hmm. and I've thought about that question almost. I mean, it's yeah. over twenty years ago, but I've yeah. had that that thought, that little conversation has come up all the time, even in here. I mean, you saw me; I've got a soundboard, yeah, yeah, up there to dampen it, and even now in here, even though you try to create a space, you're still gonna be jarred by the noises and the pace of the world Mm -hmm. you know i'm sure my watch will beep or Mm -hmm. we're surrounded by things that take us away from ourselves almost yes yeah you know and it's and we don't even realize i think consciously that that's happening to us Mm -hmm. that we're being robbed of the present moment and and drawn into the future or remaining in the past Mm -hmm. and then it's causing physical harm and mental harm Mm -hmm. to us yeah the very world we've built, literally. Right. I mean, this week, the the focus of our practice is called listening to sound in silence, hmm. and I have an air conditioner. Yesterday <laughs> was running, um, and I have this um, some machine that sucks the humidity out the room, and it, it's like a fan, and it's yeah. always going. Mm-hmm. So, when we did this practice. Um, before we we started, because I was introducing it yesterday, it was the first time we practiced, and I said, okay, when I say listen to silence, watch what your your mind's going to do. It's going to want to go, you know, might have thoughts like, well, there is no silence because there, that thing's running and that yeah. thing's running, and I can hear so-and-so breathing. And I said, but keep watching what your mind does. And it, yeah. what it does is it, it seeks out stillness mm-hmm. you know and and you and it feels for that moment mindfully practicing it that even with these things there's that stillness and that that peaceful quiet yeah and then training them to okay now listen to sound without judging it without labeling it just let your ears open and pick up vibration and just be with sound. Yeah, be with it. And I told them, I said, you know, grew up, I still love to go to concerts, but I went to a lot, you know, my 20s, 30s, and my hearing's a little affected by now. <laughs> but I used to love that, that uh, just being in this crowd, you know, and us all enjoying, you know, music that we love, great feeling. Um, and the older I get, I was... I'll find myself, if I do go into these large groups at first, feeling very sensitive and mm. vulnerable and feeling like, I don't know if I can do this. And that's a practice that helps me. It's like, just be with the sound. Just be yeah. be with the, the number of people. Just stop and, and feel it for a minute. Right. Like, without the mind, you know, the mind wanted to say, this is not good. Maybe you should back out. What if you get claustrophobic? Yeah, <laughs> so, right, right. So, this is all good. Good. Thank you. How about I just like stop mm. and listen? Yeah. You know, and even in even in what seems chaotic, that stillness can can be found, you know. So um 
I think that that's a good practice because I was having a conversation like this with a friend years ago. We were talking about when you hear negative speech, you know, or angry speech or someone's barking at you or, or just barking at a crowd or trying to incite people to, <laughs> to maybe a, an even a, a hate or anything like that. You know, I said it's easy to get charged up by that stuff because you're 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 hinging on the meaning behind the words. Mm -hmm. But I said, you know, if you were at an airport and you heard an airplane screeching overhead, you you don't have a charged emotion about that. You you hear the sound and it's maybe abrasive, but you don't get charged. Mm -hmm. You just go, oh, that's just an annoying sound. Yeah. You know, we kind of got into this talk about. I said we can do that with negative speech sometimes too. You know, when yeah. we're hearing yeah. words that we don't like mm -hmm. from people, and and then we start to have a feeling about the word. We yeah. can we can actually <laughs> put ourselves in a place where we can go, well, this is just some sound. It's yeah. <laughs> coming out of a a person, and if I don't get charged about it, I can let that float by easier yeah. than if I get caught in the minutia of every little right. detail and then attach it to them. And then your mind starts – what did I hear the other day is that the brain's just a connection machine. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, and it, and it's just going to start making these connections. And the more I focus, the more connections my brain makes. And there we go. I got a, a charged-up electromagnet again pulling <laughs> yeah. junk in. You know, yes, and yeah. making you feel heavy. And uh -huh. It's yeah. hard to do that, though. I mean, that's like takes actual. That takes actual effort and right effort and right, real work. Mm -hmm. It does. Yeah. Do you ever have kids um, that want more? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, there was, I guess, it was a few weeks ago. Someone walked in and. And she was like, oh, God, yes, like Miss Wan's class, I can breathe now. And, and she was like, can we do an extended one? Oh, wow. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, they, sometimes they, they love the, the counting ratio breathing, you know. And I'll give them the real, you know, like, look, this um, provides a sense of groundedness, a feeling mm -hmm. of being balanced. It soothes the nervous system. So I'll give them all the, you know, benefits so they know what, what's the point in doing this. And they're, um, they love the, like if it's uh, inhale for four, pause for two, exhale for four, pause for two. So we start pretty small, four, two, four, two, or mm -hmm. four, four. We even do it a longer pause uh, one week. And um, one whispered, like, when we finished and the bell went off. She's like, would it be okay if, like, we did, like, six count you know <laughs> she's like i feel like i could breathe longer it's like i know you can you can and this is just a starting point for anybody you know to get in there and feel um because again you don't want to strain the breath in any way mm -hmm. so they'll often ask for more of parts or or longer um so yeah, it's cute. I I love that we're talking about the breath. I don't know that I've. I mean, we've talked about yoga and meditation and, and mindfulness and awareness and different subjects like that on the show, but I don't know that I've ever sat with anybody and actually talked about the breath. And you you said something in the beginning, and there may be a lot of people who know this, and for those and you know maybe some that don't. That's why I want to talk about it. Is you said in spirit inspiration, mm -hmm. and there are a lot of people that I have conversations with that don't really realize that that's really talking about the breath, mm -hmm. you know, the, the spirit being a breath and, and mm -hmm. to be inspired means to yeah, be in to spirit and to, in. Yeah. you know, so often we just think of breathing as this physical 
this physical action that we take, mm-hmm. but you're talking about it in a whole new way and that we literally have almost the means to our salvation right there yeah. built into our yes. very being that gives us our life. You know, mm-hmm. when we, I think about that even from certain biblical verses, when you discover mm-hmm. those little nuggets, you know, in, in spirit, we live, move and have our being, yes, you know, yeah. and, and that's quite literally not just in some sort of metaphysical way. That's yeah. quite literally just tangibly something that we can say right now between you and I, we're sharing the same air. We're mm-hmm. breathing together. Yeah. Yes. And how beautiful it is to make that bridge right there mm-hmm. and, to, and stop. And for me, it's always helped to go, oh, I'm actually immersed, mm-hmm. right? I'm not just separate from yes. spirit. I'm just now when I breathed, I, I took it in yeah. and it's in me. It's in the oxygen in my blood. Mm-hmm. It's in my brain. And that's cellular. Oh, yeah. And that, yes. that's just such an incredible thing. Mm-hmm. And one, uh, one student, just example, a teen with the cell, she gave us a, a real a mini biology lesson. She was like, okay, so I love <laughs> science, but I just want to say, like, it makes me think when we're breathing how I see so many people, like, I know, like, they don't breathe at all. They're always, like, mm. anxious and stuff. And I think, oh, my God, like, they're not getting enough breath. So no wonder people get sick and stuff. And she was like, you know, the cells need those nutrients. So mm. when you ta- when we take deep breaths, like, we're getting those nutrients everywhere and if we don't then we don't get enough and no wonder so many people are getting sick yeah it's just like from the mouths of babes oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. i even think about that when i mean i talking about the breath and the value of it i think i mean it's tied directly to your work and i that's so easy like you know talking about labels liberal mm-hmm. environmentalist mm-hmm. you know tree hugger all that kind yeah. of stuff i think sometimes you say oh, i hate that they put a parking or they're cutting down these trees um, they're going to put a shopping mall there. And then you hear, yeah, but the economy, mm-hmm. right? And you go, yeah, but the trees. And they're like, oh, whatever, trees, there's trees everywhere. I literally think about the breath. I mean, mm-hmm. we we have a synergy and a bond to mm-hmm. these trees. Mm-hmm. We really do. We're living with them. We're breathing together. And it's so easy to take things like that for granted yeah, yeah. and to forget that we're not just, it's not just about us. We're breathing with these these things that are Mm -hmm. here with us to provide spirit. Yes. Yes. You know? And so when people have these deep emotional and heartfelt connections to the environment, I think sometimes it's so easy to think they just want to poo poo on our parade. Yeah. You know, they want to make our life hard. But when people say those things, I really, I I tend to go, you know, you need to scratch a little deeper because they really might honestly see something that, most of us aren't seeing they might really have a a true spiritual bond with mm-hmm. these trees yeah, and these plants yeah. because they're they're in spirit together they're breathing together mm-hmm. you know? yeah like i would never label myself as a level of a tree hugger of what we might think of when we say this yeah. but you know i notice when i just pay attention to how i feel you know over there kind of by the casinos and target I always loved that driving by that area with the windows down when it was very wooded and thick before the roundabout was mm, built. Mm-hmm. And driving areas like that and on Salier at the end on the way to the port where you know they used to have just on both sides of the road. Mm-hmm. And you could just feel like 
oh, so refreshing. Oh, it feels good. Feel the air. It's like 10 degrees cooler here, you know, and it, mm. it just felt good. And I used to walk there in Salye in, in the summertime. It was the only way I could walk in the summer. And uh, anyway, when I went took that roundabout not that long ago, and I real, I was like, oh my god <laughs> what's happened i i literally asked my son was in the back seat and he's like what's wrong what's wrong i said they cut the trees down you know yeah. they, they cleared that big corner and i even surprised myself with that reaction i like felt it very physically like just this missing um you know like mm. i just lost something and yeah um you know and again it, now I, i've lost a lot i lost those moments of Wow, you know they're getting so few and far between. That refreshing feeling of, yeah. and that cooler air that it provides. Yeah, you know the shade and the the majesty. You know they were so tall and yeah, and you know yeah we're connected to all that. Yeah, I mean it's so. <laughs> I was like felt stabbed and I was like oh. Right. Well, we don't we don't I preserve and maybe, maybe well I mean hey I, I'm not going to say that I'm not if that's a label I. I, I <laughs> There's a little joke. My, fam- my family stuff. knows this, but I when I used to, when I was younger, especially, I used to uh, I used to love to go to the park and lay under a tree and just kind of cover myself up with leaves and just kind of get lost oh, yeah. in the moment, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when hours would go by, and I guess at that time I didn't realize it, but it was a form of uh, of meditation, yeah. you know, staring at blades of grass, yeah, and really that cool zooming grass in. in the fall. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and those are for me. And, and a lot of other people, I think, I, I guess I wouldn't have put a label on it, but now I see that and I go, yeah, I guess whatever the label is, I guess, just stick it on there. I don't yeah. know if I care anymore, <laughs> yeah. you know, but uh, yeah, I, the breath is of high value. I, I mean, when you think of when you meet somebody who has trouble breathing, even, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. you, you know, you realize, oh, I take this for granted, yes, you know, yeah. to, to have this ability to take a deep breath without pain and to breathe out mm-hmm. i've you may have heard on some of the shows i've been for a little while now practicing a um a form of meditation called tonglen have you heard of that Were no you? tell me so yeah. it's it's sort of a visual talking about it but I... in, the, in a nutshell i guess the the <clears throat> cliff notes is that it's uh it's like a visualization and mm. a breathing meditation exercise but okay. it's like you you start with yourself essentially and so and i would i would explain it like a series of growing rings around your life so you start with yourself actually sort of imagining yourself and all of the things about yourself that maybe trouble you and that's the easy way to say you know your your anxieties your fears your worries your the things you've done the things you regret all all the the gravity of your the long tail of your life that you just have we all have one yeah. like this gosh i regret these things or these pains <laughs> or old memories and you kind of sit across from yourself in your mind and you see that version of yourself and then you begin to breathe and when you breathe in you visualize almost and they a lot of people call it a black smoke like you you visualize mm-hmm. that you're breathing this all this stuff off of yourself into yourself mm-hmm. off of this this version of you that has all these pains you take it in but inside your heart is like a um, a white light sort of a lightning chamber mm-hmm. so when you breathe in all of that it goes into your heart mm-hmm. and it's transformed in your heart into light and so when you breathe nice. out yeah. you exhale the light comes out mm-hmm. as your breath and then you watch 
yourself begin to breathe in the white light and be cleansed. Yeah. yeah. It's a way to begin to love yourself and heal yeah. yourself. But then Beautiful. after you do that, you, you move the rings into other people in your life, you know, yes. and then eventually your community and then your country and then your, the world. And you sort of try to, I guess, expand your feeling and your heart and begin to just love, you awesome. know, and I love it because it's tied directly to the breath. It's like they call it Tong Lin means um, taking and receiving and then giving away. <laughs> It's, so it's like you're you're taking it away and then you're giving it back in a better way. So I found it to be a good exercise. I when people actually now you know we live in a a thoughts and prayers culture online where it's like thoughts and prayers. Yeah. When people ask me to pray now for someone, that's typically what I find myself sinking into. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just for like you said a few minutes, yeah, you just go back to the breath and. And do a Tonglin exercise with that a person. You know, if someone mm-hmm. has recently someone I know has lung cancer and they said, Will you pray for them? And I I just felt myself now dropping into that state for a moment and saying, Okay, I'm gonna do this exercise and breathe breathe life into them, into their into their mm-hmm. lungs, into their their pain. I don't know. You know, it's just an exercise in, yeah. in peace, honestly. It's beautiful, yeah. And do y'all have, do you ever find yourself with the children um, wanting to go further? Like you go, oh, I could go take them to the, like a next level. Yeah, and, and actually, the the calm classroom technique that I got trained in that was specific to the teens. Um, it does have three stages, and okay. um, so we're we're already into the second stage. It's a seventeen week program, and then you could start over. Okay, or build on that. Um, so there, um, it's already it, it it is like walking a path into you know taking this tool, building on that tool shifting that experience into this so they're already in this sense of taking that connection to the breath into how powerful it can be to help them with focus Mm. so we're on the focus section of three (laughs) yeah and um they're practiced different like this week's the the silence and sound they did the um um, repetition, inhale the words inwardly, I exhale, am calm. Mm. You know, and by the end of the week, towards the end of the week, they're asking about using their own words. And I'm like, yes, yeah, I do, totally, yes. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and they they get really quiet for wow. that. The more I find in teens, they have such awesome brains, you know, they're, they're developing that frontal lobe, and it's just like, so this is great. It's just like, downloading you know all that good learning and wisdom so um they're that repetition of giving them something to focus on more than just a breath is Mm. super powerful the counting of the breath uh, mantra repetition um they're just uh, i had them at one point they were visualizing, they were doing a ratio of breathing, and they were visualizing the, the box or the triangle, you know, as you inhale, drawing that line uh, up, as you exhale, nice. drawing. And they, it would get so quiet. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> they're, they're, I do love that. And they that. love that. Oh. God, I'm going to incorporate that. I've never done that. I, I build, uh, for me, what helps me 
relaxed. And, and I've kind of talked about this before as I build like a, a, a cabin with a series of little rooms and things. But what's interesting over time is how it changes. Oh, yeah. But that, that building, that triangle, I like that because uh, for me, I could use that as like a door. Like that's the key to get in. Does yeah, that make sense? Yes, like, okay, I got absolutely. Like, I don't get to go in until yeah. I've done this so many times. Yeah. yeah. And I'm happy. I know it. I hate to pause the program, but I want to ask you something. Did you know that you can help me and my team at Parker Brand Creative Services grow the Find the Good News signal? For less than a fancy cup of coffee, you can become an Early Risers Club patron on our Patreon page. What's Patreon? Well, it's a way for creators to fund their projects by pooling support from those really passionate people that believe in what they're doing. Do you believe in what we're doing with Find the Good News? I hope you do. We believe that there's already enough negative news in the world, even right here at home, and that good people doing good works deserve a platform to speak from too. That's why we created Find the Good News, and we believe in that simple mission. Maybe you believe in it too. If you do believe in finding and sharing good news, then head over to our Patreon page right now or check out the link in the show description. For a commitment of $3.33 a month, you can join the Early Risers Club of Find the Good News Patreon supporters and get access to the B-Sides, a patrons-only podcast with the crew behind Find the Good News, Parker Brand Creative Services. Each time we level up, the Patreon rewards will get bigger. If you're tired of old news, bad news, and fake news, help support Find the Good News at patreon.com slash findthegoodnews. That's patreon.com slash find the good news now back to the episode i had a i wanted to tell you this i've been thinking it the whole time i'm talking to you you know sometimes we don't really fully know the impact we're having on people Mm -hmm. until way later yeah and or and sometimes we never know Mm -hmm. you know they don't get a chance to tell you but on one of the episodes i had i got to visit with my high school speech teacher Mm -hmm. and you know she really was the first person that ever introduced me to what i would call meditation and she did an exercise with a red ball Mm -hmm. and we we talked about it on the show and how in speech she she gave us that exercise you know now we're in speech class right i Mm -hmm. mean it has nothing to do with meditation or a red ball, but she used, but she taught us things like that within the framework of the class, and I love that. I, I told her that when I visited with her, I said that that exercise with that ball, very much like your triangle. You know, she would have us envision a ball, you mm-hmm. know, in, in an empty sort of void, and then we would wait till we could see the textures of this mm-hmm. red ball, you know, in front of us, and then our she would have us move it away and then bring it back and then move it left and right mm-hmm. and up and down and then have us change its color, you mm-hmm. know, and then, yeah. and then eventually over after you do all these different motions, you would push it away till you couldn't see it anymore. And that was the end of the meditation. Wow. That's a neat one. <laughs> it was really neat. And I, and I didn't realize until many years later what that was, she was teaching us. And yeah. I told her that I said, you know, you didn't realize maybe at that moment that you were affecting me and changing my life Mm -hmm. but all these years later i still go back to that thing that i learned in the classroom so you have 
I say that to mean like you're doing that with all of these children. They're going to come back to that and they're going to be, you know, like me, 45 years old, mm-hmm. going back and going, I remember this and I still, and, and who knows, well, that could be like a platform that they build so many other oh, yeah. Yeah. things on. That's a, the, the teaching grant um, that I'm hoping to get. Um, what one of the parts of the plan is to build a, um, a, stu- a mindful student alliance. Where oh, wow. we've got three, yeah, and they're that's all on a, board with this. Incredible. Where we got, you know, three or four students represented from each grade level, nine through twelve, and then, um, because there's so many, so many practices that are connected. Um, there's X. I've got at least four workbooks from various mindful groups that work with corporations and. Um, and education and uh so i've got these workbooks that are just sitting there it's like oh, i can't time wait to, for yeah. the time because they're <laughs> just for teens you know right, and, it, right. and just and it's written in a way where it's for them um so that alliance would be able to meet once a week go deeper together yeah. and then brainstorm creative ways they could bring that out of the classroom that's great and into first our campus culture maybe even beyond so yeah so uh put it let it be more student-led well the thing is you know i'm i'm seeing mindfulness at work um in all areas for first responders this training is starting to blow up mm. really is getting it's so available i can drive down to texas and do uh I can't wait to do it. I'm going to do it soon, maybe in the summer warriors at ease where it's just about working mindfully with uh, veterans. But um, the connections I'm making all the states and even beyond, I mean, it's in, it's in the world. It's not just, uh, it's not located to a certain area for a while. There was like a little pocket here working a little pocket there. So the tendrils are starting to spread. Yeah. And so I'm seeing my students in front of me and going, you know, they may be sitting, you know, ten years from now in a in at a corporate meeting going, Hey, you know, so we're gonna do a professional development mindfulness at work. You know, they they may be leading that. You know, they right. may it's um it's you know, beyond a yoga classroom a Buddhist temple, right. um, a Catholic Bible study group. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, these are practices that are having very positive benefits on the whole person. Yeah. Um, the, the kids that are in front of me today, um, this is going to be part of their life in well, some way. That's right. right. Yeah. This has been, and what's funny is when, it, if there's ever is any resistance or blowback, I always go back to, you know, you we've known about these types of things in other forms. Like when it's the count to ten. I mean, mm-hmm. we we tell oh, each yeah. other like, okay, before you take an action, <laughs> yes. you know, count to ten, take mm-hmm. a breath, take a deep breath, or blowing in a bag whenever mm-hmm. you're having anxiety. Fact, we've done this stuff. I even remember. Uh, I don't remember what happened, but I had a stomach pain when I was a kid, and I can remember my dad. Uh, I was laying on my back in really a lot of pain, and he was like, okay, I know it hurts, but just take a deep breath. And I can still hear him telling me, now put your mind on something else. And he would talk me through like oh, something wow. completely mm-hmm. different. And the pain, granted, the pain wasn't gone, but my, my fixation yes. on it was. And so those little exercises like that, we've we've been shown the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just don't. 
we need somebody to remind us that we have to, I mean, honestly, just breathe for a second. Mm -hmm. How often do you hear someone, you see someone just holding their, they're, they're so tight. I mean, I'm guilty too, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I, oh God, me too. <laughs> I have to just remind myself, I go, okay, I need to just go blow this out. Yeah. Just blow this stuff uh -huh. out of myself, you know, yes. and, and breathe deep and then blow out again, get in a new cycle, mm -hmm. a natural cycle again. That, yeah. For me that I have to get into some natural rhythms to get back to what I would consider wholeness or mm -hmm. health. Mm -hmm. I, I just go and watch the sun come up. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm waiting on it. Mm -hmm. I love that mm -hmm. feeling of just, you know, it's just coming. It's going to be here and I'll mm -hmm. just wait and just let it do what it's going to do. And I breathe and mm -hmm. you know, it's, it feels better than being uh, on, on the ticking of a clock. Oh yeah. You know, Yes, yes. I can see the kids in your class definitely benefiting from that. I, I don't know. I guess I know for, as, as somebody who had a teacher that just, you know, if even if that was all she taught, which she taught us so much more through that speech class, but even if that was mm -hmm. the only thing I got, it was a, a tool that I, mm -hmm. I remember um, going on a retreat not too many years ago and having an anxious feeling. I, was, I wasn't having a good retreat and I was just not, I didn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. I was having some real, my negative thoughts were getting charged up. And I was trying everything that I thought I knew to do. Yeah. You know, we can think highly of all our little things we've learned. I was like, oh, I know how to deal with stress and anxiety. I'll just do these things. And, you know, nothing. I couldn't get out of it. Mm -hmm. I'd lay down and then thoughts would come back. And I was like, I'm just having a hard time letting these guests leave the, the guest house. And mm -hmm. uh, I went back to that little red ball. You yeah. know, all those years <laughs> yeah. later, I mean, 40 something years old. And I was like, okay, red ball. I did the red ball thing and it worked. Yes. You know, and I went to sleep. I needed that. I got out of that negative state. Yes. Yeah. So many problems in the world I find come from that of just reactions, mm -hmm. you know, without taking a minute. Yes. Or yeah. three, <laughs> right. you know, to do a breathing exercise. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's impressive. I know when, when my wife, uh, she shared, you know, the KPLC story yes, with me and we were already yeah. friends on Facebook, mm -hmm. but I didn't really have a full understanding of what it was you were doing, but you went on KPLC and she was like, do you know about this? I would love this. If Eben had this, that's our son, if mm -hmm. he had this in his school and he would benefit from it. And I was like, yeah, I said, I guess I didn't really fully understand, but I, so I started doing my little cyber research yeah. and I was like, oh, wow, this is an incredible thing you're doing i just yeah. really commend you for why do it that's what that's the question i mean i know i know the why of it and i know what your hopes are but like what why do something instead of nothing because you could just yeah. do yoga for yourself and and bring the practices into your life and that could just affect your home i mean why go a little further what what inspires you <laughs> well realizing that i can't just do yoga in my compartment you know, there. I think there's a point at everybody's practice that um, it extends out. You know, and it happens naturally, pretty much. But um, two things. You know, the the fact that how it's the practice has changed me. Um, in the way that I can be in the world, it kind of is a natural extension of that, that mm -hmm. it, it goes beyond, you know, a 45 minute practice here or an hour practice there. Then teacher burnout is real, you know? The, yeah. And watching, 
I mean, I've been on that end, so stressed out, um, you know, snapping at somebody because I haven't stopped to slow down um, and not feeling good about that later, <laughs> you know. Right, right. Um, having those thoughts like maybe I should go do something else now, mm. you know. And the the real commitment is for me too is you know this is about commitment in, in my personal experience because most I, I've shifted careers uh, it seems like every four or five years yeah I, I heard that I recently sh- from somebody else that every four or five years yeah, I make a shift, yeah yeah and so I'm hitting I was hitting this fifth year and really thinking hard what else could I do instead of this because you know I don't know stress down stress and there when I stop in a kids you know that's number one like i see their faces like okay i'm gonna be with them there is something uh super special and powerful about being with them then um i'm like oh here's that five year mark you know i'm starting my sixth year now how about i take a a deeper commitment dive rather than go (laughs) you know let me go commit elsewhere right right and you know for me too it's been about marrying those two aspects of myself because I do teach yoga also it's like my second job in a way mm-hmm. and uh, that I could actually earn some money from that's helpful um, and and I get to practice and talk to people about it and it's great right right so like what I really want to unionize you know these aspects of this uh the system of education um, and the many things that aren't enjoyable for me about it, the tasks that yeah. aren't fun. There's right. a lot of them. You want to change, transform it. Yeah. So instead of like, just going, I get it. Instead yeah. of pushing it. That's right. Because we tend to do that with life. Like, oh, we've, yeah. I've kind of run the wheels off of this thing. Yeah. Let me go get a new car. Uh-huh. And instead, yeah. you're like, hey, how can I, I can put life and put some more energy into yeah. this and maybe make it a better vehicle. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then, you know, uh, part of all this, too, is uh, the, the vision uh, that the grant would help with is uh, extending this to staff having some time to be able to train them, let them feel it for themselves. Right. Um, and gifting them with that opportunity of, yeah. hey, because it's so important for them to take care of themselves. So, so important. I mean, all of us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and for them to be have the opportunity to be able to f- feel what that is like. You're right. Yeah. Because it it will it it does change everything. That's interesting how things like that are almost designed, uh, or they almost have it in their very nature to be shared. Yeah, mm-hmm. I find that. I mean, and I have that compulsion too. I think I, I call it a compulsion. That's probably not a positive word, but like this feeling of this should be given away. Like, yeah. if you find something of value. You you want to give it to somebody else? Yes. You know, sharing it. And I, I tell friends all the time, you know, that I wasn't born a millionaire. You know, um, I wasn't born with riches galore. But there is one area in life that I'm. I feel like the wealthiest woman on earth mm. is that I have been able to work with the greatest teachers. 
um, and sit in front of them eye to eye from the ones that I had in school uh, to the ones who people's name, they know Deepak Chopra and these people, you know, that I was able to serve in a real capacity. Um, and there's been this times of my life where it was just this flow, you know, mm. profound teacher after profound teacher after profound teacher. And I feel like I cannot not share that wealth. Mm. Um, this is my wealth, you know, and uh, that this is this is this is the gift mm. and thank you <laughs> you know yeah. wow and it it's it, it continues you know the connection to the those teachers continue and meeting them through the decades and it's just incredible so i've been gifted with that ability to sit at the feet of these teachers and learn so much and that has helped shape how i live my life and and my practice and how i am in the world and now it's time to, you know, sh- give back. Right, and right. I've been giving back, but now eh, not so much in this this one little road or that one little road. Now it's like kind of like let's jump in the ocean together and see what happens. You know, I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, right. <laughs> it That's what it feels like. You know, because I was dipping my toe in at school for a while. You know, going. Oh. Maybe somebody will fuss at me for doing this. Right. Maybe somebody won't approve. And it's like, you know what? What? Right. No, I can't. It's very Let's interesting. just dive in there. <laughs> That's hard to do. It is because, I mean, I, I, I'm relating what you're saying to something that I struggle with. And mm-hmm. I, I just talked about it again with another guest. But it's, I think it's because it's such a it's something I think that's going to need to change with me. And it's that there's I've always had this sense of. I hate the word. I don't I hate the word, I guess. I just, I wish there was another word, but the one that always comes to mind is like, there's my higher self mm-hmm. and it's the higher idea of me. And it's, there's all these components and elements, these good things that I see as goodness. And then there's the me that engages with the world. You know, the me that, that doesn't do the things that my higher self knows needs to be done. And the me that doesn't say the thing that my higher self wants to say mm-hmm. the me that doesn't love the way my higher self wants to love, you know, the me that still falls into old patterns that, mm-hmm. that plug in really nicely with our society, but may, but, but my higher self says that doesn't fit. Just break it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And so I find the veil between those two me's getting thinner and yeah, thinner. Hallelujah. Huh? Yeah. And so like, I <laughs> yeah. feel like a day is right coming where yeah. one's going to pierce the other and it'll just yeah. be like this big pouring out. And once that, that little membrane has been pierced mm-hmm. and that fluid begins to pour from higher, I'm almost like, I'm almost like between dimensions. It feels like, yeah, like literally totally. like mm-hmm. there's something going to pierce that place where this higher me is yelling to come through this mm-hmm. sort of thin skin and then it's just going to be an ocean, just like you said. It's just yeah. going to pour out, and I won't be able to. I won't. That that me that's worried about plugging in and having to do is just going to dissolve. Yeah, yeah. And so right now, I think I feel sort of like a, I call it like a type of stress. And I don't know. It's like a vibration. There's just a disruption there for me, mm-hmm. and I find that I have. I don't. I'm feelings of uh, 
frustration with reconciling those two things. Does that make sense? Oh, God, yes. So you talk about so playing in the ocean. That, <laughs> yes. I feel free when I hear you say that because yeah. Yeah, there's a part of me that wants to go play in that ocean yes. and just dive in yes. all the way. And there's just days I jump back out of the ocean and I stand <laughs> on the shore and go, wait, you know, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, we uh, do that. We go back and forth. and Yeah. Um, how much can that take is what I'm wondering with yeah. myself is, you know, I, I, I have only one good eardrum. My other ones was ruptured when I was a kid. And I think of it that way, like how much can tension, can that membrane yeah. that's holding those two things from becoming one take? Mm-hmm. How many more years of vibration and stress between the two before it's just like it's done? I, yeah, I, yeah. We're, we're going to be one, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. one person. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of a strange way to say it, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm following on? you, though. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has really been really good. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. So where do you where do you see this going for you? Like, where's your, what's your big vision? Like, do you have one? So I'm definitely taking it a step at a time. Um, I feel that that's the only way I can for it to be unfolding the way it is Mm. because as i mentioned having that resistance before to how it might be accepted or not Mm. now dropping that and just let me walk it and then i mean people like you are going or like signposts along the path you know like okay yeah so i'm fine oh he said yes she said yes. Ah, he said yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm saying yes, and I'm saying yes, yes, and I'm singing yes, you know, right, inwardly. Right. And so where I'm seeing it going um, is that, you know, definitely from from what I'm doing in the classroom, I want to see extend out beyond that those other staff members that this resonates with naturally. Yeah. They do it in because or they they feel it you know they, and they they understand you know through experience is the only way like okay this is how we take care of each other i listen to the complaints you know both both ends students and yeah and teachers and my own complaints and it and a lot of it is about like i'm hearing the core of it it's like they're feeling separate they're not feeling connected mm. i feel it too sometimes yeah. and you yeah. know and then um, getting a taste of that connection, that um, that oneness. So I see, uh, you know, potentially this can go into the district. This can go into the state. <laughs> you know, this can go right. go out from there. Um, there's model uh, states that are doing it now. Uh, Massachusetts, uh, air pockets in, in California. There's there's already structures in place, um, and res- they love research-based, mm. backed information, and it's there, um, and it keeps growing and growing. So, um, you know, in, in my role with it, I don't know. I am totally open to seeing how uh, how it tra- it how it evolves. Yeah. Um, I've been working on a book. It's called Lessons from the Field. Um, and it's about bringing spirit and soul back into the cl- any classroom. So it's a, it's a book for any kind of teacher. Oh, wow. That's nice. <laughs> and, okay. Know, and I'm thinking parents. You know, I'm thinking anyone who 
you know, uh, how to bring spirit and soul. And so, um, I'm in, into my second year of really kind of charting these these chunks come at me, and then I'll put it away for a while, you know, and do other things and work and blog and parent and all that, and then another chunk will come to me. So, so I'm working with that um, to share. To share that, you know, and I, I want to go back to the core, you know, the the teachers who inspired me, who con- connected with me. I mean, they've made all the difference. They made all this possible, you know. Right. And I guess when I talk about my wealth being that experience, it, you know, really another word for it is it's just the grace of it. So I'll continue to let that guide me yeah right right um i love teaching english i love to read i love to write i love to to guide people in that process so doing that that's what i'm doing now yeah (laughs) i'll just keep going Yeah. yeah no i love that i i um I like what you're saying there about, you know, for the classroom, but I could see that being something where just people uh, can learn to infuse it in other places. I mean, like, you know, that's something that I've listening to you talk. It reminds me again of some of the struggles that I find myself facing. I mean, and I, again, I don't like using the word struggle, but it's true. It's like there's a little tug of war. Yeah, there's that tension. And, yeah. yeah. You know, for me, it's a we're in branding and advertising, which mm-hmm. is highly secular. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, directly tied to the ebb and flow of all the the systems that are out there in society. So what I have found is that I finally am being honest with myself and I'm not a secular thinker. Mm-hmm. But I'm in a an industry that is ma- the marriage of secular thinking and creativity. Yeah, yeah. You know, and those two things do not really – they work. You can make them work. But they honestly are, are not together. They don't really belong together really well. For me, anyway, I find. And so I, I, I w- am trying my best to infuse my new relationships in that field mm-hmm. with – a healthier dose of non-secular thinking, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, And I think this show, honestly, has been kind of a part of that. It's like it's out front now, yeah. and it's not on the back end. It was a back-end idea that has now become a front-facing idea. Mm-hmm. And so, on one hand, I put it out there because it reframes everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, we still do this, but it's being reframed by this, mm-hmm. this new yes, yeah. front-facing message that that we are a team of feelers, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we think, but we want people to feel, and that's how mm-hmm. we're going to approach our projects going forward. You yeah, know? if we're going to communicate with people, we want to communicate healthy, positive uh, life, mm-hmm. you know, and truth. And, and, and feeling that heart, that, like that kid. We want to make people feel mm-hmm. through messages what that child in your classroom mm-hmm. felt. Like, yes. why am I tearing up? Yes. Because yeah. you're feeling. <laughs> you're feeling it. And we're not trying yeah. to, we don't want you to feel something that's inauthentic. You know, mm-hmm. we want to be able to tell the truth and make you feel. Yeah. Well, I'm just looking at some of your work that's behind you. Like, I feel that vibration. Like, well, that's I, good you know, to hear. It, it comes that's through. It definitely does. Um, the. Yeah, the the energy, and that's the beauty of doing things mindfully. Anything you know is where you know you when you're in that open space and you're creating, and you're you're sharing. 
um, it does come through. That catches my, not just my eye, but something else, too. Beyond yeah, so, just, oh, and that's good to hear. not just a preference. I, yeah. I like it. It's like, I, there's a lot of energy to that work, you know. Um, as a writing teacher, um, teaching students to bring, even in the boring literary analysis essay world, mm-hmm. you can bring a lot of life and energy, you know. So, and they, that's often where the aha moments are, where, oh, it's okay for me to talk about that in here and make that connection and maybe ah, open yeah. up with a personal story. I could do that. Well, yeah. I see. Like, you know, what makes you want to read that first sentence and then the next sentence? And it's like, and they, they start to connect the successful ones who make that connection. They're like, oh, yeah. So if I'm feeling it, they're going to feel it. You know? right, <laughs> right, right. Someone's going to yes. have the same vibration as you. And, and when they, totally. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you put you put a little bit of some oomph in it. And then, you know, you wonder, that, that like, a, you know, and I'll anonymously post sometimes as an example, you know, and it might have been an essay that got an A, but, you know, it's one that does, like, grab us and um, engage us and, you know, as students see that, they're like, oh. Yeah. I didn't know I could do that. You That's know? right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, and on that note, it's interesting. I, uh, I'm i having a hard time getting through a book that I've been reading for a long time called Conjectures of a Guilty Bystander by Thomas Merton. He's one of my favorite oh, yeah, writers. Yeah, I saw you uh, posted that quote. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't get through it, not because it's not good, but it's because of the way he writes it's so filled with feeling and truth, and he's and I don't mean truth in the sense that it's the truth for everybody. I mean yeah. he's writing his truth and is in he's very in touch with his inner workings and thoughts. Mm-hmm. I can't get through it because I'll read two or three sentences and I have to stop mm-hmm. because it's so. I mean I'll find myself just it gets right into my core, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I go I have to I can't I'm not doing. Uh, his spirit honestly justice what's the spirit in his words Mm -hmm. if I don't stop and let myself just fully feel what this is doing inside of me because his words do that to me they they really get in there and kick around Mm -hmm. you know and and shake things up and dig real deep and I go man that's why I can't finish that book it's it looks like I've had it for years and years because Mm -hmm. it's (laughs) literally looking that way because it is that way it's just like page after page I'll go no I'm just gonna chill for a little bit and wait because (laughs) I don't know it's infused with his breath almost I Mm -hmm. guess that's what it feels like Like it's honest it's truth and honesty from a human being who was a a contemplative Mm -hmm. person you know yes I've never been through a whole book of his but I I get that because even being very familiar with chunks and quotes that I've seen here and there like whoa yeah (laughs) Yeah. I mean I guess that's what happens when a person you know living in a hermitage like he did and Mm -hmm. but but still being engaged with the world taking I guess it was an ebb and flow is what I sense is that he was he wanted to be engaged he knew it was important to share like you Mm -hmm. you know he knows it's important to give it away to share what's going on these senses that there was that deep sense that this is of value Mm mm-hmm and, yeah, and you know, there was no arrogance in it. It was just it meant Mm-mm. it's meant these words are meant to be shared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I love that you're doing that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you're doing is exactly what the show's about. I mean, it's good people doing good works, and I love to know that you're out there doing <laughs> that. And I'm happy 
This episode's Fishing for Goodies Fishbowl sponsor is Brimstone Museum and Henning Cultural Center in Sulphur, Louisiana. I don't know what you look for when you travel, but one of the things I look for when I'm putting together my itinerary is a unique museum or gallery in the city I'm traveling to. I do this almost every time I go to a new city, but if I'm being honest, I'm guilty of not always doing that very thing right here at home in Sulphur, Louisiana. That's really a shame because we have one of the most interesting, historically relevant, and culturally rich corners in any city in the country about two minutes from where I'm sitting right now. I'm talking about the Brimstone Museum and Henning Cultural Center. Have you ever really thought about why our city is named Sulphur? They've got a permanent exhibit on the history of the sulphur industry that answers that simple question and more. You really get a full scope of just how important the sulphur mining industry was to the development of Southwest Louisiana and the impact it had on the rest of the world. Yes, the rest of the world. On the same property, right next door to the museum, is the Henning Cultural Center, presenting some of the most interesting, modern, and culturally relevant local art shows I've ever seen. My dear friend Tom Trahan and the Brimstone Historical Society have really worked hard to give us this treasure, and it's a multifaceted jewel that I plan to take advantage of more often. You don't have to wonder what their hours are, or how to get there, or what shows are coming up. Just go to brimstonemuseum.org, like I did, and subscribe to their mailing list right there on the homepage. That's brimstonemuseum.org. Tom will make sure you start getting the announcements for each and every new show at the gallery. But you don't have to wait for the mail to arrive to enjoy this historical local treasure. You don't have to be guilty, like me, of overlooking a local wonder that conveniently sits next to the Grove, one of the most beautiful walking parks in southwest Louisiana. Drop in and say hi to Tom for me. Tour the museum and center, and make sure to tell Tom that you heard about Brimstone Museum on Find the Good News. Now, let's take that dive in the fishbowl. So you do listen to this show? Oh, yes. So you yes. know about that sticker bowl right there, the fishbowl? Yes. Well, it's time for this fishbowl, yeah. Okay. Uh, so you know how it works. Uh, you draw three questions. Uh I can give you a little bit of a hint, or you can just dive right in. Looks like you're going to dive right in, into the ocean. The big cards are would you rather cards. Yes. The little papers are people that have submitted questions, and the, the regular size cards are just some really good, deep, contemplative questions kind of get you thinking. Some people do one of each. I've a lot of people have been doing. I'm more of the paper kind of guy. I like the little I know. The cookie. paper feels good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three questions. I'm always excited to hear what people draw. I need to read it? Yeah, you read them. I don't have my glasses. Uh, need some readers? Okay, here we go. No, I got it. Got it. Have you ever had a health scare? I think the... The biggest health scare I had was what drove me to go walk in that yoga center was that everything at once all of a sudden didn't feel right. Mm. And um, that um, my biggest health scares in life have been about the family members I've loved and the pain of watching them suffer. Um, having at times 
been able to limit their impact because of their health. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ladies in my um, family. And so when I started to experience my own, which in the scheme of things, I guess, wasn't major, but they could have been chronic. Sure. <laughs> and just stick with you for the remainder. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and as I saw happen to some of my um, yeah, my grandmother, my great grandmother, and yeah. it was like, put on, well, no, co- <laughs> like corrosive, really. Almost. Yes. Like yeah. it's. Yeah, you're still. I, I, I mean, not to totally derail you, but I think of it as like an old battery in a radio. It's like, yeah, that's been in there too long, and it still works. But now there's the acid from the batteries kind of like left a, a mark inside of this device, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that's kind of what can happen with blood pressure and ulcers mm-hmm. and stress. Yeah. It just sort of becomes a corrosive, and you might not mm-hmm. fully ever bounce back a hundred percent from that type of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that you know, that's that's my Yeah. Well I mean that scared. that's that's cumulative. I mean you get enough of those types of things and then all of a sudden all it takes is one bad thing mm-hmm. add to that. I mean a bad knee. Yeah. Uh, I mean really or, mm-hmm. or anything, you know, you fall and break a hip. I mean you see these things happen to people where mm-hmm. you're going, Well, they had these three things that didn't get dealt with and then all of a sudden it just starts to topple. Oh yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. Next? Yeah. In an argument, do you have to have the last word? <laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> Depends on who I'm arguing with. <laughs> and what it's about. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Did you think of a, an argument? Did one pop in your yes, head? Yes. Oh, you know, really? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not proud of some of, some of my past, uh, how I've behaved in some of my past relationships with significant others. Um, you know, with men and <laughs> I've had an awesome example too. You know, this it's it's kind of fun in a way. It's banter, but then I, I notice that you know it always goes into something that's a little. Mm. This is, we're taking ourselves too seriously now. Yeah, yeah. But I like the last word in a fun way. <laughs> <laughs> in a fun argument way. Yeah, not um, like that. Yeah, and so the. Um, I will. I notice, and I'm giggling too. I think I did it with my son. My son is nine, and and you know that's a fun age, and they're they're all fun ages. But yeah, <laughs> he's he's talking back to me, sassy, and so I, you know I said something sassy back, and then he said something sassy. And I said, "Who's going to be sassier here?" Yeah, you know, because I think I could beat you. You know, so. And then we laughed. <laughs> yeah. Social media can be like that. The last oh, word. Yeah. That, that definitely Ooh. promotes last word culture. I mean, it's like that. I try to stay out of that. Definitely. Because, yeah. yeah. I've tried. I really do. Honestly, I try to make an honest effort yeah. to have healthy conversations online. And I would say it's probably mostly successful. But there are the occasions where you just go, wow, this is just a. It devolves. When mm-hmm. it devolves, it devolves quickly. It, it starts out as a, dis- a minor disagreement and then a link war and then name calling and then just gets ugly. Yeah. And then you're blocking. Yes. You know, yeah. just, and that's, that's usually the trail for me. And I've, I've tried to learn to go for with social media, especially with people I don't know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. in a, and you see it happening. I go, look, it's probably just best to let go yeah let it go let it go <laughs> don't worry about it and walk away because there's you move on move past yes, it yeah, yeah it's tough though it's tough there's a compulsion there yeah that's a good question actually it is good yeah there's definitely been times i want the last word <laughs> okay 
So this is, okay. Services that should exist, but don't. I like this card. It's cute. I love those cards. Yeah, that's great. That's a good question, Edison. actually. Yes. Uh, services that should exist, but don't. That's interesting, actually. Well, I mean, that kind of gets into the school system, honestly. I well, mean, yeah. I mean, it's kind of relevant. Yeah. Um, they're starting to exist. The ones that, I mean, I've thought for the past couple like, of decades for sure. Yeah. You know, like I'm watching yoga therapy, for example, that there are more and more hospitals. I have a friend, in fact, who does this in Austin mm-hmm. as a yoga therapist that she supports um, doctors. Yeah. You know? So in cases where people are in recovery, um, you know, they don't need the intense physical therapy, um, but they do need some therapy yeah um i don't know if that's the best way to explain but i mean yoga therapy is also a huge huge field huge topic huge growth um services that uh, one thing then listening to you say that is i hadn't thought this before but i think we have seen things change and, and partly because you used to, if you wanted to create a service, right? I mean, you got to take. It's going to cost you something to create the service, mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad or whatever it is. But if it's a positive thing, you know, that's maybe alternative to any degree, you had to market it somehow. Mm-hmm. You had to let people know. And used to that was very difficult. That took a lot of pushing, pulling, and hauling. You had to hire people to help you get your stuff together and and get a message out there and then try to get it to people. But the world's changed so much because we all have these communication tools now, and we can really let people know about positive services. Which I think in a in a in the positive side of that has made room for things to flourish, mm-hmm. right? Things that maybe services that maybe wouldn't have had an opportunity because there was no communication yeah. vehicle, but right. now people can no. go, well, yeah. you know, Hey, I've got this thing that I think there's a need. I can put that out there mm-hmm. and now people can get in touch with me, you know? Yeah. In fact, I'll say this, I'll say this out loud. I'm excited to say this out loud because you asked about it and I kind of tiptoed, um, into in into this direct space with it but this service that don't exist is Uh inspiring me so when you ask like where do i see this going one thing about a service i would love to provide in the i i think at first definitely in the in the district because there's many other awesome yoga teachers in our community that blew my mind and they yeah, were yoga is really blown up and love to area. you know we already have i've got a list of their names you know anyone who's wants to team up on this in the future so services that don't exist right now in our our um in our parish that i would love to see is that uh, in this in the school system um send send that yoga teacher i got a friend in the northeast that does this and he posts the most adorable videos his job is that he goes from school to school like on mondays he's at this school on tuesdays he's at this school so he's got a school a week and he has a special time just for uh, about an hour where they do yoga they goof off it, it looks fun too like you know that so they play around with with yoga he he works with little ones elementary and middle school mostly and then they do um, mindfulness practices 
from whether it's a walking meditation to a seated, um, you know, so, and he'll play around with that. So I would love that service um, for our schools for sure, um, where send a yoga teacher to mm, there. gotcha yeah yeah and they they do i mean there's physical education teachers um i know at at our school she'll she'll weave in some yoga um just just the posturing part and that's great um but assemblies for example you know that that would be a service definitely one of my biggest inspirations, I know when I was a student, I loved when people come for like an assembly and be like, whoa. Yeah, right. Uh, you, you know, I get so inspired. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And they're doing something that, you know, I don't do or, you know, I hadn't thought of in that context. Um, what's that awesome Zydeco guy, Sean? Oh, Ardwan. Yeah. And he did one at our high school no, a couple years ago. Too, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was mind-blowing awesome. Yeah. And He's got so a good inspired. energy. I love going to see him perform. <laughs> yeah. And just, yeah. Very I was positive. blown away the first time I saw yeah. him. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I'd love to see, see that where uh, mindful practices um, can be, you know, that kind of direct call service hey <laughs> yeah right 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 well i mean there you go i mean that's how things get mm-hmm. started i mean people have we an idea and they go hey yeah. you know there's there's this need and and you know you ever, we have ideas like that sometimes where you go man this is going to happen sooner or yeah, later sooner someone's going to do this inevitably there will be room for it to bloom you know yeah. kind of pod out and, uh-huh. and, and and grow and then you will you, then you'll see well like okay even i mean in our market you see that happening a lot i mean yeah you'll see little things you go oh we have uh there's somebody's got a juice store yeah and then all of a sudden there's 10 juice stores and i love how that you know the food trucks evolved the vegan food truck and you know she's going to have a full-blown restaurant soon oh sure it takes somebody to just pierce the veil and go across the farmers markets those little seed ideas growing growing yeah right i mean you do see it you see things work in other communities i mean every community is different but yeah uh People have human beings still have the same longings and the same needs. I mm-hmm. mean, from place to place, for the most yes. part. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was actually fun. You did awesome. Those are great questions. They were they right were. in your, yeah. uh, right inside of your your zone. Yeah. There is a new thing. It's not new anymore, but it's getting. It's uh, last few episodes we've done it is this box right here that wooden box it's called better you in a box and so this is really you can take it as a personal challenge but these are challenge cards um and so what i've had each guest do is read them and then it's really a challenge for the audience you know or maybe even us yeah something that maybe we haven't done or just a way to way to put something new in your life i like this box okay let's cut the heart (laughs) <laughs> she pulled the card with a red heart on it. Ask your taxi or ride-sharing driver their story. Ah, have you ever done that? No. Really? And I, I don't do a lot of taxi ride-sharing, but um, it's inspiring me to say, you know, I don't ask enough people their story. Isn't that something when we learn people's stories? Oh God! Yeah. God, this show has blown my mind. <laughs> yeah. I, I realize I bet, that that's yeah. the hum, the humanity that's mm-hmm. uh, we can overlook so yeah. easily when we start to hear what people's lives have been like and oh yeah, why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, that happened to me. I was in um, 
I was in Colorado and I had dropped my daughter off and uh, I had to take a ride share thing mm-hmm. to the bus stop and uh, it was a little bit of a drive and so the guy got we got to talk and I don't know if I necessarily heard his story but uh, he did tell me things about the area and we chit chatted a little bit and it was nice it was nice because you know he drives around he talks to a lot of people and he yeah. was just very good at that and it made me realize. I've been in other ride shares where it wasn't like that. Yeah. And I thought it, it, it's awesome when you get somebody who has that kind of that dynamic to yeah. them, you know, and they're yeah. a lot of layers and they're comfortable to talk to. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a gift. It really is. Yes. I made yeah. me realize that he, he, he might see himself as just a driver, but he was imparting so much knowledge about the area, mm-hmm. you know, awesome sort of yeah. an ambassador. Yeah. Cause I see this, you know, this could be a lot of contacts. Ask your server at a restaurant. Yeah. You know, yeah. Even if you don't have time to hear a, a whole story, you know, ask them something about themselves. Like, yeah. Well, you know, that's, you know, that's I mean, that's I true. do little things here and there, of course, but I'm like, I mean, there's there's been opportunities. I could have heard somebody's story. I need to take that more. <laughs> yeah. You ever had that feeling <laughs> like that you go, there's something going on there. Yeah. Like, oh, there's yeah. something there. <laughs> that's happened to me. Uh, there's these these guys that come around our area here in sulfur and they they raise money for a it's like a men's um program to help them kick addiction basically i mean it's a christian ministry yeah and they they basically if somebody's really they're on the side of the road even and they're Mm -hmm. they're i mean a lot of these stories i have heard have been like hey this was like two hours later and i'd have been dead Mm -hmm. you know and so they are that kind of group they'll come give you a bed shower food mm-hmm. meal and but you go in the program you know essentially but these guys every one of them has been through the program and now they're out fundraising for the program wow the first time i ever met one they came here tell they kind of told me about it. in fact i have their papers stuck up on the board right there mm-hmm. they uh i sat and talked to that guy for an hour and a half and his story was it was hard to hear i mean yeah. it was full of pain and full of sorrow yeah and we cried together. I mm-hmm. mean, just randomly sitting here with a person I don't know, but yeah. over banana bread, you know. But uh, <laughs> what I realized after talking to him was that each one of these guys has a story that's got that's like this, but a different version. And so now when they come by, it's always a different guy. And every time they come in, I always ask them to come in. And used to, I would just... There's that compulsion to go, okay, here, let me have the thing you're selling, and I'll give you the money. Mm-hmm. But with those guys, I know. I've learned that lesson. It's like, come on in. Mm-hmm. Let, just tell me your story, and they're glad to share it yeah. because they know yeah. their their story matters to other people. And I have heard the most transformative stories. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I think, and in, in, I guess that's where... I guess religion kind of comes into play. There's so many in our culture. It's either one or the other these days. I hear people that are either against it or mm-hmm. for it, and and even some people that don't. They're not against it, but they have a, like a lot of hangups about it. Mm-hmm. But what I like is whenever I can get out of the way of all of those, both of those conversations, just talk to the human being, mm-hmm. and you see like, hey, this whether you agree with everything about what they believe, yeah, it's literally pulling them like up out of the mud and helping them get their Mm -hmm. life back so there's this hope element yeah i like those kind of stories i love hearing stories of people that find their way out of trouble Mm -hmm. you know or or something pulls them back from the brink oh yeah and and shows them that they're valued Mm -hmm. again that they're they're even in all of their mess oh yeah and troubles (laughs) and pains that they have uh that they have value yes yeah yeah very powerful there is one more question 
It's on the back of that yellow coffee mug, which belongs to you now. Oh, sweet. This one? This yep. question facing me? Mm-hmm. Did anything good happen today? Well, this has been awesome. Has it? Heck yeah. Good. I mean, I woke up. I was, I was so ready to come. Um, laughing with my son about how who could be sassier. <laughs> that was good. And then my cat made me laugh this morning because... Uh, you know, she sleeps as much as possible. Yeah. She's kind of a fat cat. <laughs> we have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got her. She had had a, um, she had had surgery. She had a thyroid issue and a, a bad infection and it was draining down. And anyway, so we got her, her neck was all shaved and from post-surgery. And he's like, yeah, she, she's probably going to have thyroid issue, but you know, she'll be, she'll be fine. So she, she sleeps a lot. Oh uh, yeah. Her playing is like. Uh, maybe swipe at this one time and then roll over and go back to sleep. <laughs> right. So the good thing she did today was uh, she actually, I guess because of the cooler weather, it caught me off guard. She, I could hear her running down the hall on the wood floors like her. Plop, 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 plop. And then she slid onto the carpet, rolled over onto her back, which is her belly, like, well, I mean, flat on her back, <laughs> yeah. belly exposed, and just looked at everybody upside down. Yeah. And uh, that was adorable. So that was a good thing. It's funny. <laughs> I never would have thought myself a cat person, but we have a couple of cats, and their their person their personalities are just so different, uh-huh. and they're funny. And I've got one of those big, lazy cats, too. Oh, yeah. She basically, her activity is, you know, walking from one spot over to 10 feet over and then going back to lay down yeah. again, you know. Cool. It's like, Eat, use the bathroom, sleep. Yep, yep. And night. <laughs> when i get home and I, I when i get my shoes off she comes over and she's not really my, a lap cat for me she won't sit on my lap but she comes over and she scratches her ears on my toes and so every, that's like her nightly routine is like come get some toe Cute. <laughs> so for anybody that wants to learn more about what you're doing and and you uh what's the best way what do you encourage people to do to find you and connect with you what do you prefer well um I've got you know through through social media, um, that's that's often really direct. Um, I do have a, a Facebook page, Mary Vaughn. It's V A U G H A N. Okay. A N at the end. Um, so I love I love friends and have it through there and having conversations through there. I meet a lot of awesome people. For a while there, I held you know maintain this side of oh you know complain about this is wrong with social media. This is wrong. Right. So, and then I just started to focus on the good. Yeah. And it's it's been a powerful tool. So they could find me there. Um, I do have a website, a blog, um, you know, and anytime I, I have classes and services, um, news that comes up, and it's at, it's premascension.com. That's P-R-E-M, and then the word ascension, okay. A-S-C-E-N-S-I-O-N, altogether.com. Um and because we'll do, I've got workshops that are going to come up in coming New Year's Eve, actually, and then a couple in the spring for sure in the works. So um, they can always email me too at school, mary.vaughn at cpsb.org if they want to talk about, you know, definitely the specifics to how it's working in schools. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, thank you, honestly, mm-hmm. for coming and giving thank us you. your time. You made uh, my day. This is great. This I'm, was I, a good thing, too. To I, I can't to wait to share this with people. I really yeah. do. I mean, I know you have plenty of opportunity to share your message with folks, but uh, I do appreciate you coming take it a little deep dive yeah. and get into it. Yes, thank you. It's good news. 
Thanks for listening to my conversation with Mary Bond. If you enjoyed our conversation, you can help me share more like it by becoming an Early Riser patron at patreon.com slash news. You can always share this episode or leave a kind review as well. I thank you for your support, but most of all, I thank you for pressing play.